Y'all, what's better than one giant nerd talking about email marketing? Two giant nerds talking about email marketing. Oh, it's going to be good. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today because I am interviewing another fellow email marketing nerd. She is a launch copywriter. Her name is Liz Wilcox, and she is definitely somebody that you are going to want to get to know. And not just because we have very similar philosophies when it comes to email marketing and having fun and running your business, not from a place of struggle, but also knowing like when it's time to work, it is time to work. So Liz actually started off, she has run several different businesses. She actually recently, as you're going to hear in this interview, had sold off her blog in the RVing niche. And spoiler alert, she used some of the templates that you're going to find in the email marketing fairy to have a ridiculously successful, we're talking like $12,000 launch with her course. Now, obviously, as she's going to tell you, having a consistent relationship with your list is going to give you a competitive advantage when it comes to doing any type of launching. So we're going to be talking all things, newsletters, open rates, Liz's McDonald's moments, you know, one time when she kind of wanted to give up on her business, but kind of pushed through because, you know, let's be honest, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Now you might be wondering why Kate, would you ever bring on somebody else who teaches the same thing you teach about? Well, one, like I said, we share a lot of the same philosophies. So I figure if you hear it twice, then you'll get it. And two, I just think that Liz is an amazing personality and she is currently in the trenches writing for other people's businesses. So while I help my students, great, 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 great deal. And I write for myself. It's always nice to deal with somebody who is doing this on a day-to-day basis, noticing marketing trends, because spoiler alert, I might not know everything. So without further ado, let's go ahead and throw it over to Kate and Liz. There we go. All right. Can you say your name for us? Liz Wilcox. So fun. <laughs> so fun, right? All right. So I'll read, you know, your bio and all of that sort of stuff. And I record the intro after we're done. So we're just going to hop in like, yeah, we're on the show. All right, guys. Like, like I was saying in the intro, I'm so excited to talk to Liz today about email marketing. She's also a fellow copywriter. She also works with launches and newsletters. And it's just so exciting to, and I think Liz and I, when we first really met, were the same thing. It's so nice to talk to somebody who gets it. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, finally. <laughs> yes. Hey, I am so excited to be on the podcast. Before we hit record, I told Kate, she's She's a dream maker. I have ever since I found this podcast through our mutual buddy, Eden Freed, I was like, I love email. I could talk about something. And I think we'll get a little bit into my background, but I wasn't like I had nothing to do with email at that time. And so I just never pitched myself or anything. But I'm I'm just like genuinely stoked. <laughs> I know. And I have to say, guys, we're going to drop Liz's Instagram handle. But if you are not following her, you need to because she has the best Instagram stories. We were just talking about it before I hopped in there. I'm like, I love everything that you post there. I feel like we're workout buddies. And I love your sync and your Fresh Prince videos and all that. 
I, yes. So I love pop culture. And in my last business, I didn't get to share about it, but the avatar, they could care less, right? And so now I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this email marketing thing. I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. So yes, if you love um, like late 90s stuff and you need tips on maybe some email tips every once in a while, like you and I are going to get along. Check me out on Instagram. <laughs> I absolutely love this. So could you let us know a little bit about what your business, like your avatar was before you got into the email marketing game? Yeah, sure. So I've been doing the email, like exclusively talking about emails for almost a year now. And before that, I was actually an RV blogger. So I was Kate's ideal avatar. (laughs) And I was talking about RVing. And my ideal person was his name. Jeff. He he has three kids. The last one just went off to college. He's got money in the bank. He's been saving for over a decade to go on this RV trip of a lifetime um, with his wife named Linda. They buy Charmin toilet paper um, for the (laughs) RV. They go to Walmart. They go to the RV section. They buy that expensive, completely unnecessary RV toilet paper. But you know, damn it, they've been saving up. <laughs> They're going to spend their money how they want to spend it. And that was my, that was my ideal person completely. Um, you know, usually most people say, oh, your ideal avatar is like you three months ago or two years ago. So Jeff and I could not be any more um, on the different spectrums, right? Uh, he doesn't know who NSYNC is. <laughs> he doesn't care about Will Smith and his you know, how popular he still is to this day or his street cred. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's who I was talking to. And I was really successful even talking to someone who, you know, clearly was in a different stage of life than me. I mean, I think the only thing we had in common was our skin color. Um, But I was successful because I knew how to talk to Jeff. I knew Linda, right? I did all the things the gurus tell you, get on the phone with people, do the voice of customer, uh, write an email once a week. I did it. I didn't miss for like two years. And when I missed, people thought I had died. (laughs) They were emailing me. Like, you know, those really die. We all have at least one of them on the list, right? That's just a die hard. They just love you, you know. You could be selling ice cubes. They would buy it, right? Um, (laughs) We've all got that one person. And yeah, I had several because I'd been emailing so consistently. And yeah, I missed one day. And hey, Liz, it's Monday morning. I didn't get your email because I would send it Sunday around 7 p.m. And I'm just, I hope you're doing okay. Do you have internet? You know, (laughs) you know, do you want me to Venmo you? Like, are you doing all right? You know, but I mean, that just goes to show like the power of email, like it is such an intimate space when you, when you do it right. And you, well, really by right, I just mean consistently. (laughs) Right. Like just show up, just hit send people. And we're definitely Mm going to talk about more about your tips. Cause I know that you're really like, while you do launches and like I said, Liz, you know, at the time of the recording though, I'm pretty sure she's booked up. She's still doing launch copy and all that sort of stuff. Like where her bread and butter is, where she absolutely loves is building that week by week connection with the newsletter. So I'm so excited. So what ended up happening to your RV blog? 
I sold it in March of 2020, right before the pandemic hit the fan. I was like, sign these papers because everyone's worried about cash right now. Um, <laughs> so I guess, honestly, it was um, September 2019. I, I always knew I didn't want to do the RV blog forever. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I joke about my ideal avatar, Jeff. You know, I didn't want to talk to Jeff forever, but I started my blog as a business. I didn't start it as, oh, I'm just so damn passionate. No, that was not me. I was like, I just love money and I think I can do this. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I wanted to travel in my RV. I started this RV blog and I started the RV blog a year before I even started traveling. And that forced me to think about like, okay, how can I actually reach these people? How can I connect with them? And um, so I ended up doing, you know, like a funny take on things, but I always knew that wasn't the end game. Um, And so, you know, I started building out products, building that email list. And September, 2019, I went to a conference full of copywriters. And I, I was like, gosh, I keep hearing that word. Like I, you know, I'd been following you. You had said that you used to do copywriting. Um, I followed, you know, a number of other people. And so I've, I was just asked, like, what exactly does a copywriter do? And they said, oh, you know, launch emails, uh, you know, email sequences, sales copy for, you know, website. You know, we just write the words that convert, you know, whatever you want them, you know, whatever your call to action is, we write the word. And I thought, well, I've been doing that for myself and I'm damn successful. I was like, that's what I need to do. And so, you know, for about a year beforehand, you know, I'd been coming up with a little bit of an exit strategy for myself, but I didn't know what I was going to do after. I said, you know, I'm really good at that. So I can do that as a cash flow type of thing, get it you know, cause then they were telling me their prices. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been messing up with this blog thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. But we were worth I, it. <laughs> like clearly I haven't been paying myself enough. Um, so I, that's when I got serious. I said, okay, you know, I want to go all in and talk about email marketing, you know, like the Kate doctors of the world. Like I've, I've been, you know, telling friends and other bloggers that I know about the way I do things, you know, I already have a framework, a system, Um, I have a proven track record, but I'm going to do the copywriting thing just as a way to build cash flow so that, you know, I can sell this other business and, um, you know, build out some digital products for email marketing. And so that's what I did. Um, I started December of 2019. So a little over a year, if you're listening to the premiere of this, which means you're a rock star. (laughs) But yeah, so that, I mean, I just sold, I just knew that it wasn't the end game. And so I sold it and people say, oh, well, that's your baby. You built it from scratch. How can, you know, how can you do that? Like, isn't it nerve wracking? And I said, well, no, it's not going to get me to where I want to go, which is, you know, I want to build a seven, eight figure business. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that talking about RVs to Jeff. So, (laughs) so, you know, I built it to a certain point and gave it to someone, um, a couple that cares a lot more about Jeff than I do. 
Oh, I absolutely, I love all of that. So I know you had mentioned a proven track record and you were successful. And if you don't mind me sharing. So when we first met, it was on a copywriting panel with our friend Eden for her summit, which is absolutely fantastic. The Rebel Boss Summit could not love her stuff anymore Amazing. if we could try. And the first thing that Liz says to me was a launch that she had done and she used the email marketing fairy templates. Could you talk about this? Because I think that especially there are a lot of people that are like, Oh, well, of course, like Kate and Liz can like have these big launches and make all this money because, you know, they teach people how to make money, but like, how much did you sell with your RV blog and that launch? All right. This is a, this is my mic drop story. So thank you for asking. And yes, Kate was a part in this with her product. So I don't even know if you sell these emails anymore in your product, um, but they were, they were some launch emails and, you know, I kind of had the basic framework and then, you know, I said, I just need to see like some examples of what other people are writing so I can make sure mine are good. And so I did, um, I mean, and I'll preface and I'll say I had about a hundred, a hundred days of a launch runway. And like I've mentioned, mm -hmm. I was very consistent with my newsletter and I believe just a, as a launch strategy, you should always be telling people what the heck you're doing with your launch, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, hey, I'm building out this new bonus or I'm doing this brand new course. So in December of 2018, I emailed my list. Hey, is anybody interested? I'm thinking about creating this resource for RV maintenance. So it's an RV maintenance course. Do I know how to fix an RV? No, but I know somebody that does. Uh, and he will help me create the content. <laughs> so I'm thinking about creating this resource. Click here if you're interested. So I had 141 people click, you know, so basically 141 people on this wait list. And I said, yeah, if 10%, you know, 14 people bought, you know, even if I only charge 50 bucks, that's worth it. That's something I can build upon. And remember my end game was to sell this. So I wanted to really create an asset. So I'm like, you know, that would be a good asset to, you know, show these new owners. And so, you know, did all the pre-launch stuff. Hey, we're creating it, you know, every, every week, just, you know, slightly reminding them this thing is coming. And at the end of cart close, about a hundred days after that initial, Hey, click here. So I had 141 people that clicked and guess how many people bought? Mm, I'm going to go with a boatload because we don't believe in logical here in the inbox besties land. <laughs> we don't do that. So when you were yeah. like, when you're like 14, I'm like, I bet it's like 75 or higher. Like there's no way that it's going to be less. <laughs> yeah. So I had 141 people click and I had 141 people buy. Which is astronomical, so, everybody. Which is <laughs> insanity. And of course, you know, I don't believe every single person that clicked bought, right? But because, yeah. you know, I did that consistent newsletter, I was sharing, you know, as part of my pre-launch strategy. And, you know, I used some of Kate's emails, you know, it was just, it just became a no-brainer for people. And I even had one of my biz besties, I won't call her out because I love her. <laughs> You know, I told her my launch goal and she said, that's very unrealistic. You're not, you know, you've got like, you've got to come back to earth. Uh, nope. I know Kate's shaking her head. And I said, well, you don't know my people and you don't know my list because mm -hmm. I connect with people. Like I believe there, you know, there are three ways 
you know, that you need to show up for your people. Number one is like stay top of mind. So that consistent newsletter. Number two, you've got to invest your time in them. Like I'm emailing you back. If you email me, I'm sending you video. I'm adding mm-hmm. you on Facebook, you know, whatever it is. Like you DM me on the gram. What up? I'm sending you a voice memo. Right. And then, you know, re- share in a relatable way. Like obviously yeah. Jeff, my ideal customer, you know, he's not, <laughs> Just so I'm not much. Gonna, you know, I'm not sharing with him how much I love sync, but I am sharing with him about my travels, about my toilet paper drama, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that's relatable <laughs> to him. Right. Um, so those, those three rules I always followed. And I feel like because I did that, you know, every single week for years, when I finally launched that course, like it was just a no freaking brainer. And, you know, I used that, I learned a lot of that sales copy from that product and, you know, it just, it was gold. And within a year, I actually had over 400 students in that course. So there's so much to unpack, but I think the the first thing that I want to say is like, while like, yes, I do think that your girl can write a mean template and have examples. It's the fact that Liz had literally all the building blocks to success already built up because I think that some people think, oh, like this template or this course is going to be like this magic bullet. No, the magic mm-hmm. bullet is the two most boringest things in the world. It's consistency and knowing your people. And nobody wants to yes. hear about those at all. I know. But it's well, like when I you love- have those, you stack your deck, people. Amen. I love what you even have a disclaimer in that product, don't you? Like, yeah. this is not going because now it's like a like an email funnel thing, right? And so it's even says this is this is only going to work or be as successful as you think it's going to be, like. If you've put in the work, if you know exactly who Jeff is, Linda, Kate, you know, Bob, whoever your ideal person is, that's when the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. And again, remember RV maintenance, a hundred percent conversion rate. So Liz and I do not want to hear all these people being like, oh, well, I talk about like arts and crafts or, oh, like I talk about this, like, no, (laughs) know your people create what they want, tell them what's coming, treat people like people and amazing things are absolutely going to happen. And so I just, it's just so exciting. So I do have to ask you before we get into a little bit more, cause I do want you to actually break down a little bit more about sort of your three-step process and a little bit about how you do newsletters. Because like I said, as copywriters, we're a different breed and everyone's all like, Oh, like, why would you have some that's competition? I'm like, There is no competition. You might not vibe with the way I say something, but you might vibe with the way Liz does. And she's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. obviously I'd be like, if you're not going to get on the Kate ship, get on the Liz ship. (laughs) So that way, you know, what's going on. So between either the RV business or even with the copywriting business and now with your email marketing, I always like to kind of bring everything back down to earth because a lot of people are afraid to kind of share those McDonald's moments that we talk about here on the show. Like when was a moment that you can remember where you were just like, I might just want to go work at McDonald's. Like I'm kind of over all of this. It can be recent or it can be back at the beginning. Sure. So I think mine is a little unique um, because I do, I have a very strong sense of self and my ego is big. Like I love myself more than anything in this whole world. Um, so I don't have the typical like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like I always really believe in myself. But for me, I had a lot of outside forces that mm-hmm. 
were pulling me in another direction. Like, I'll just be frank, like my spouse at the time, we're actually divorced now. Um, he did not support me. And it wasn't that he didn't want to, he just actually has some really like very serious mental health issues. And if you're listening, I love you <laughs> and I honor <laughs> your process. But, um, and he just, he just could never get on the bandwagon. And because obviously he's my husband, the father of my one and only child that I'm ever going to have in this whole world, you know, I wanted it to work. And so there were many times, not many, well, in the beginning, there were many times mm -hmm. where I thought like, this is ruining my marriage and I'm being very selfish. And yeah, I need to go back to McDonald's or, or <laughs> I actually used to work at a gas station called Dodge's. I need to go back to Dodge's and just start slinging chicken and, you know, like just get over myself. Cause I do have, I mean, I admitted it, you know, like I've got a lot of self-confidence and I know once I set my mind to something, it's going to like, it, you know, you might as well write it in stone. But, um, you know, there were, there were times where I thought, you know, this is ruining my marriage and, you know, it was, but I kept going cause I believed in myself. That's, that was the, you know, the thing I was like, well, um, you know, I do want this and it's not a selfish thing. Like I'm trying to build generational wealth. I came from a very poor family. Like I still support my mother financially 100%. And so for me, it was, it was something bigger. And that's why I never quit despite, you know, all the, uh, struggle, I guess is the word. It was just, you know, I, I'm doing this for a bigger reason than like, I just want to be a millionaire. Cause if you follow me on Instagram, You'll see my cash up days. I tell you exactly how much money I've made that day, that month. And I, I'll be bragging <laughs> about it in my newsletter. You know, yep. I've got a whiteboard. I write down every sale. Like I love money and I'm not afraid mm -hmm. to say that, but it's about something so much bigger. And that's why I never, you know, went back to McDonald's to Dodges um, and never gave up because even with, you know, with my ex, like, I wanted that for him too. I wanted him to be able to afford therapy. I wanted to be able, you know, to have him stress less about money um, and just have that time and that, you know, peace. So that's what, but yeah, there were many moments where it was just, you know, what am I doing? Am I, you know, am I ruining my marriage or am I going against the grain too much, <laughs> which I tend to do. <laughs> So, you know, that, that was more of, um, those things. It wasn't ever anything in my business where, you know, I launched something and, oh my gosh, it was a total flop. Um, it was more of like my actual home life that was very stressful. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? you know what I'm talking about, then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're gonna get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons 
hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to TheEmailMarketingFairy.com. That's right, head on over to TheEmailMarketingFairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while, ever again. I think that a lot of people can really relate to that McDonald's style moments because like, I know that I'm very lucky because my husband's always been really supportive and he's just kind of like, go at it. Like, I don't care. But I know that a lot of people are in that situation where it is causing some type of conflict. And I feel like a lot of people, and I don't know if this is the case for your marriage, but they tend to get stuck in that really messy middle of online business ownership where it's like you're putting in these hours, but you're not seeing the money back as fast. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't want to say revenge, but I feel like the biggest thing that shuts people up is when you make money because then it's like, oh, but you made a (laughs) hundred bucks from this or like, oh, like you made $20,000 today. Like I feel like, and those numbers don't have to be that huge, but I do like, just want to like tell all the listeners out there, like we see you and we get you and it is rough, but you are never, like you said, you're never going to be selfish for wanting generational wealth for never wanting your mm-hmm. child to have to go through what they did. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think people that haven't been truly poor, they don't get it exactly how much freedom money has. They don't. Y- y'all I've been, I've no. been hungry and I've cried over a five day old pizza that someone threw away because that was all I had to eat. Like, yeah, I, I have been in the trenches. I know I don't look like it, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's rough and I'm not, and if you are in that place where maybe your spouse or your family, they just don't get it. Why don't you go back to McDonald's, right? Or yeah, you know, right. stay at home, know your place. Like it, it, if you like, just keep going because yes, it is when you start making that money and it, you know, it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just tell everybody in advance, <laughs> like, I think it's going to take two years, but Liz says it's going to take three or whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, it does, it does shut people up and, you know, I won't get into the details, but it was just, you know, like if you're in that spot, like don't give up and don't say, Oh, well, Liz got a divorce. Like it was, it was something much bigger than my business and, and money. So like, just keep going. People will believe in you. I mean, even my ex, he believes in me. He's like, wow you're really doing the damn thing. Um, but it, it was just, you know, money mindset and mental health is a real, real freaking thing. Um, so get your mind right. Keep your head <laughs> in the game. You can, if I can do this, like I RV maintenance course, y'all, I have never even fixed a tire. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that's what Jeff wanted. Right. I knew that's what my person wanted. And so I went out and created that. Like my first product was a book about poop, like literal shit. Can I say that? I just did. Um, And it was because that's what my people wanted. They said, Liz, you can tell a good story and you're funny. So I was like, I'll create a book of funny stories. And I sold it. And so whatever your idea is, is better than my book on poop. Literally, you guys can, (laughs) can go to Google after the episode, type in Liz Wilcox, black tank, and you're going to see my face making all sorts of crazy faces. I'm standing (laughs) next to a sewer. I've got a sewer hose. Like whatever your idea is in your head right now, 
I promise you it's a better idea than that. And I made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars from that book. <laughs> so Again, don't give up, boo-boo. You can do this. Literally <laughs> about poop. One of my favorite examples is this was probably about I said a year and a half ago where this guy made, it was like something insane. Like it was over $10,000 a month, just like writing messages on potatoes and then like shipping them out. And he ended up like selling that business idea. Like again, somebody was just using a Sharpie on a potato and would mail it and it's making all this money. So you don't yeah, have to be whatever, too hard on Whatever yourself. you're doing, right. And you don't have to think too hard about your idea, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Because you go out because you are consistent because you get that really that mindset, right. And that, you know, your people. So I know that this question is going to come up because it always does. So when it comes to really knowing your people, whether it is now your ideal client or when you're dealing with Jeff and you want to email consistently, where should people kind of start when it actually comes to figuring out like some email ideas or like where to go or like, how did you know your book on poop was going to sell? Yeah, well, the the book on poop, like I said, I just ask people, and I think this is a question, you know, when we survey our folks about, you know, oh, what should I build? Oh, do you want this or that? I think a question that a lot of people don't ask, and maybe because either they don't think of it, or it's, it's kind of like an audacious ask, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just ask people all the time, why do you follow me online? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, Kate was just saying earlier, like, if you don't drink the Kate Kool-Aid, maybe you'll drink the Liz Kool-Aid. Like, there are differences, right? And, you know, someone that follows me is not going to follow somebody else. And so just ask people. You can, you know, if your email list is really small and you're not getting responses, you know, ask on social media or, you know, email individuals if you've got that small of a list, right? Just say, hey, you know, I'm I always say like, I'm kind of all over the place. You know, what is it about me that makes you follow along? Like, why do you follow me online? And that's when you really get, oh, I love that you always bring up sync, or, oh my gosh, I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's my favorite show. Um, you know, that's what makes me follow you more heavily than, you know, the next email marketer or whatever. Um, And that's when you come up with that goal, then you start to see like a theme where for me, it's, oh, I'm funny. And I, you know, I share pop culture stuff and that really resonates. Um, Where I'm trying to think like Eden Freed, our our mutual friend, I followed her because she just seems so no nonsense. Like she, Mm -hmm. she, that is Eden, matter of fact. Eden, if you're you're listening, (laughs) I say this with all the love, but she's not afraid to like go live if she, you know, hasn't put on makeup or, and her brand colors, you know, I think it's like, it's like this burnt brownish red. And it's, it's just, to me, that spoke to me because I'm not like this super girly overlay Pinterest, you know, mom or whatever, but she was, you know, but she was speaking to me because it was just like, this is no frills. And I, I love it, you know, and I've told Mm -hmm. her that. And I think, you know, over the years, she's, even leaned more into that right and Mm -hmm. so that is just a really great way to figure out more of your branding more of what you can talk about in your newsletters I make a ton of Justin Timberlake jokes (laughs) and (laughs) um and people they just really seem to like it and so um it will also help you you know create a product 
So I'm sure that a lot of people are going to ask, how does talking about Justin Timberlake end up turning into a product? Right. So um, the, the, first of all, it, it gives me a lot of insight into who I'm talking to. Right. Um, I'm trying to think like Linda from Arizona in her RV, just an easy uh, example. She doesn't care about Justin Timberlake. Right. But I'm Heather from Portland, who's, you know, 32 and just had her second kid. Um, you know, she's, she's going to remember, oh yeah, I had, I had, you know, sync or Backstreet Boys on my, on my wall. And isn't that fun? And I'm in this, I'm in this state of my life where I just need something that's fun. And that's what I like to bring to people. And so whenever I create something new, I come at it from a fun lens. Like I wanted to create a course and my idea for the course was open sesame. And I think you actually did something similar. I was like, Kate, beat me to it. Um, a couple months ago, you had something about open, getting your open rate up. I was like, oh, that. Oh, oh the open rate catapult. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to create this course and it's going to be called open sesame. And I just kept thinking about how I can make it really fun. And mm-hmm. I was actually on the phone with um, my project manager and she said, well, Liz, creating a course is going to take a while. Um, you know, what, what is something that's really fun for you? And I said, well, I love being on video. I love talking, um, you know, and I love seeing people like get immediate results. You know, like I like to do the one-on-ones because we can just do something really quick. And she said, well, why don't you just do it, put it in a workshop? I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I, you know, (laughs) I turned Open Sesame into a really quick workshop. It's like a two hour thing. Um, But back to Justin Timberlake, like with the workshop, I put, you know, I put like gifs of Justin Timberlake and NSYNC and Will Smith and, you know, like Schitt's Creek and other things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, that's part of the product. And that was part of my sales language was you are never going to go to another workshop like this. We are going to have fun. We are going to have cute boys popping out at the screen. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, it's not on, not only are we going to scrub your list, you know, we are also going to like, you know, have sound effects and all this stuff. And so for me, it's more of like a style than the actual product. Obviously I'm not making you know, a JT album or something, (laughs) but it's just more, it's just more of that style. And I can bring, when you're, when you branded like that, you can really bring it heavy, heavy into it. Like I love um, just everything that you named, like you just said, open rate catapult. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yep. Like to me, that's very branded, right? It's, it's like a fun word. It's not something I hear all the time. It stands out inbox bestie. It just, to me, that screams Kate and I want to buy from Kate. Right. And so, you know, mine, Oh, open Sesame. That's funny. That screams Liz. And I want to buy from Mm -hmm. Liz. Like if that makes sense. I would hundred percent agree. And I think that even the Edens of the world, and again, Eden, yay, if you're listening, we heart you. Um, I think that when it comes to being able to really get back to your framework, really sort of step number one about being top of mind 
is having like, regardless of what your topic is, having sort of that like one hook of what you stand for. So now like anytime I see anything about NSYNC, I'm going to want to tag Liz. Um, I had somebody who sent me a boxer the other day. She's like, you know, anytime I think about like big butts or hear the Nicki Minaj song or Sir mm-hmm. McSlaw, I like ultimately think of you now obviously the whitest white chick ever with her ukuleles and all that, like clearly it's really funny that like, that's where it puts together. But like, that is what it is because I put it there or like, Oh, like I started watching Brooklyn nine, nine because you talked about how much you love Raymond Holt. And one of my webinars did like a 10 minute soliloquy about he's the best. Like it's those little hooks that you can get into people's brains and it doesn't have to be huge or outlandish or pop culture. Like we do, it could I don't know, be the color red or like someone's cat or something of that nature. So I'm really interested if you don't mind. And then like literally Liz and I could talk about this forever. So I might have to have Liz back again for more besties chats where we're just talking about email stuff. I'm in so and I will follow up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, cause I love it. And like, we were debating like, Oh, like, well, what do we want to do since this is going live in January? And I'm like, well, let's give them some, some tips. But like, I really want to know. And I didn't ask for this question beforehand. When you take on a client. Cause as of right now, you are still doing one-on-one clients, but that may or may not change everybody. I guarantee you she's booked out. What is something that you kind of look for either when that, like, how do you get like that Justin Timberlakey part out of there? Or how can you tell when you first start working with somebody, maybe this is on your intake form that they're going to be a good client. Not in the fact that they're going to be like, Oh, Liz, I love everything you write. But in the fact like they have the right ingredients to be successful. Does that make sense? Hmm. Well, I think first, you know, they have to have some success. Like, uh, I mean, I love beginners, right? But if you're, if you're paying me, I don't want you to be necessarily like a real beginner and you don't know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I don't like to work with people where the money is the scariest part, right? Because <laughs> then it's, if there's no, you know, if the results aren't what you think they are, you know, then it's, it's absolutely devastating to you. And I don't want you to feel that way. But yeah, so uh, back to like, just the branding and like the instinct jokes and all that, like, number one, I, I think I've leaned so heavily into that type of branding, because I, it's just a way of weeding out anyone that doesn't jive with that style. Like I right now, you know, my email list is a little over a year old. And so it's kind of all over the map, right? I mean, I got on a sales call with a Republican senator in his 70s. <laughs> That's <laughs> on my email list from Tennessee. I mean, and he was great. And he was like, I love your style. I mean, he was the very first person to buy open sesame. I don't know why he's on my list. Uh, he puts up <laughs> with my jokes, I guess, because my tips are so good. I don't know. Um, but you know, we didn't end up making the deal or whatever, but I think that's because of my style. So I'm trying to think of exactly how to word this. Um, but yeah, I'd like, I'd like someone who's already seen a measure of success and already is bought into the idea that email marketing is where it's at, you know, and they're just looking to enhance it, if that makes sense. I 100% agree with that about, the, like, you don't want to have to prove to somebody that this isn't a dying medium. They get it. They're just looking, like you said, to sort of polish everything, to 
just ugh, we would never normally use the term take it to the next level but like really be able to sort of like scale it up and like zhuzh it up I find that a lot of people are like I know what I want to say but like I just can't get it out of my head and it's like all right we'll go ahead and we'll get it out so Liz where can everybody else hang out with you online and if there's any one thing before you say that that you want people of inbox besties to walk away with what is it the one thing is I want you to know that email marketing can be and should be simple. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if I was looking for a client, I also want them to know and like my style of writing. I think <laughs> copywriting heretic here, I guess, like I don't write a lot of stories and I don't encourage most folks to write a lot of stories. Because that can be complicated. It's easy for me to write a story because that's what I do for a living, right? And so when you, you know, when you want, like I said, you know, invest in a relatable way, that doesn't mean you have to share your whole life story or, you know, how you sat down and ate this pickle sandwich and how it reminded you to buy this workshop now, or, you know, (laughs) however we wordsmiths like get you to sign up without, you know, like without hesitation, but it, it just can be much simpler and you can just sit down and just share a little update. And that's how I make email marketing simple is I don't worry about telling too many stories, but I do, you know, like Kate has mentioned, like I do um, share a lot of my personality. And I think that is an easier thing for a lot of bloggers, especially if you just share a little more of your personality you can connect in that way, um, maybe a little easier than anything else. My daughter just walked in, folks. So that's the show. <laughs> it is quite all right. Mine are like a herd of elephants because I'm downstairs. So it is quite all right. So where can everybody hang out with you? I know that you have a special awesome gift, a swipe file, dare I say it. Let us know all of the places where you can get more Liz in our life. Sure. So obviously I want you to join my email list. I'll be talking JT in sync. If you're a, if you're a giant Backstreet Boys fan, we might not get along. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you must get I'm, a lot of that hate mail. No, not, not yet, but hopefully one day. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd love to share my mega swipe file. And this goes into kind of like what I was saying about sharing, you know, more just like updates and bits of your personality. So I'm going to give you a welcome sequence that you can write out. This is what I've used. I actually have owned three online businesses and seen success um, with email marketing and all of them. And so I just give you the exact um, welcome sequence. It's just four emails. It's not a huge funnel. It's super simple that I've used for three different businesses. And then, and now, you know, hundreds and hundreds of other people have gotten, and it also comes with three newsletters to just show you exactly how I write a newsletter and how it can be just a lot simpler. And then also 52 subject lines that have gotten me um, over 40% open rate. So one for every week of the year and you'll be all set baby. Yay. I absolutely love that. So we'll have a link to those things in the show notes along with is it along with Liz's Instagram and all of that greatness. Just thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm honored to be here. Yay.
Now can you see why I had to have Liz on to also talk about email marketing and about newsletters and all things when it comes to really prepping for launch and really interacting with your audience. I think the biggest thing that I really want you guys to get out of this interview is one, there is nothing as competition because I do think that a lot of people are like, oh, why would you like introduce it to something like that? And there's not. There's going to be people that love Liz. There's going to be people that love Kate. There's going to be people that love both of us. And I'm 100% okay with it. What is the biggest lesson that I need you to get out of this episode today is it is so imperative in 2021 and beyond to really have fun in your business, to put your personality into your newsletters, to realize that you do not necessarily have to follow a formula. You can. I am all for templates because sometimes they'll give me some creative ideas when I have some constraints but go for it. We would much rather you just email your list, be imperfect, be you, but show up. So again, we have all the links that you can hang out with Liz online. Like I said, she is the running buddy to my biking buddy, and we have so much fun together over on Instagram stories. So make sure that you go ahead and give her a follow and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.